called Charger. <clears throat> it's called Rolling Through the Night. It's a pretty, pretty cool clip. What do you think? Cartman said, Pretty key. All right. <clears throat> um, we uh, got some feedback on um, last week's podcast. Uh, some good, some bad. <laughs> but uh, we got feedback. <clears throat> it was mostly good. I mean, we got <laughs> some pretty encouraging emails and. Um, I don't know. Some of the, some of our listeners just wanted to egg it on and just say, "Okay, do it again." <laughs> I think some people live for that, and then there are others that want us to be a little bit more serious at times. So tonight we're definitely going to be a little bit more serious. You think? I think, uh, and you know, I think we've we've got all the the tools we need for that right now. Well, I've got <laughs> or lack thereof. You know, I got more than a quart of Jim Beam over here. <clears throat> no. Not before bedtime, anyway. <laughs> All right, so what were we going to dig into first? I believe it was... Well, the F-Class bench rest thing, and I, mm-hmm. I think I, I played back what how what I acted like last week, and I, I repent of that. I mean, I it, to an extent, I do. Um, <clears throat> the um, And I had to examine myself, you know, and I think, okay, because, you know, one of our listeners... And he had, he wasn't even talking about that. He was talking about the Razor City Den dude, and uh, probably shouldn't have uh, doxed him. And, which you know <laughs> you have to him. listen to three different podcasts to connect the dots. But we probably shouldn't have done that. I repent of that. <clears throat> um, no, I thought he was probably talking about the F class because I when I said about that and Ventress shooting, and I had to really like I say, what is my gripe with this stuff? You know. And it finally dawned on me. <clears throat> the, of all of the ones I know, and, and some of you guys probably do shoot F-Class. And bench rest. And bench rest. And, and don't fall into this category we're about to put you in. Yeah, so, you're not in this category. Right. I mean, you can you know, be the exception, not the rule. But if you're <clears throat> objective about it, the rule is that most of these guys, when the door kickers come, they're going to just... You know, hand over their guns. Oh, yeah. They're like Dewey Oxberger at the Czechoslovakian border in stripes. Here you go, guys. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, no, I mean, and, and the types we're talking about, they're not going to listen to this podcast. They might listen to one episode about, oh, this is long range shooting and I'm an IBS competitor. Let me see what I could listen to and learn here. And I'm offended, they, Terry. They listen to a little bit and say, I'm not going to listen to these people here. They're homophobes, <laughs> and they're xylophones, yeah. and they don't recognize all 423 genders. They don't listen. <clears throat> they but I'm sure I'm sure we have listeners that are also bench rest shooters yeah, as well as patriots. You guys aren't in that category. Yeah, you're not. Um, <clears throat> but these other guys, you're wasting our resources. You're, you're wasting our components, our, our powder, consumables. our primers, our brass. Consuming up our consumables. Yes. And you're not doing it for, for the purpose of the preservation of freedom. I did touch on that last week. <clears throat> but the, a lot of these guys I know, they um, don't own ARs, not interested in them, don't want one. If it's not a single-shot rifle, they're not interested in that. And <clears throat> they, their approach to their shooting is, is kind of like golf. They're looking at it like <clears throat> they're playing golf. It's just a hobby, and they would absolutely not stand against 
the usurpers of our freedom right at all and so here you got hundreds of thousands of these guys millions probably burning up powder by the drum burning up primers like shooting fireworks up in the sky and they're not patriots and some of them aren't they might say they are but to be a true patriot you have to be willing to do something about it I was encouraged to see that like three Canadian provinces now have <coughs> thumbed their nose at Trudeau and said, oh no, you're not coming here and taking our, no. our guns, our hunting rifles. And their, I think there's a lot of SKS rifles in Canada and Trudeau, that he wants those or his handlers want those. I think the SKS is they can have, and I could be wrong, we have a few Canadian <laughs> listeners, so correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure what they can have are the ones that take like the, um, the clip mags and it's like a, a 10 round box mag that comes off of the, uh, I don't think they are able to have the detachable mags, but to be honest, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not just saying this, of all the SKSs I've had, the the most fun ones to shoot and the most reliable ones are the ones that are in the original configuration no, and have not fun. been converted to well, uh, <clears throat> You know, you got 10 round stripper clips. You can, you can load those things darn slam quick. Slamming things quickly. Yeah, and uh, that's probably <clears throat> what their government's afraid of. Probably, I mean, hey, we, fought in one World War II with an eight-shooter, the uh, mm-hmm. Moran, right? Sure that holds eight shots out of a cl- stripper yeah. clip. And, uh, not really a stripper clip, but it, same, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. <clears throat> Whatever. But any, anywho, I've been of the, the philosophy for many years that the, our military has gone the wrong direction with its weaponry. And, you know, as far as just this full auto... I mean, all the time... That's not it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just, it's that's not it. I mean, they never should have moved away from the the lower capacity rifles. And the reason I say that, you're like, well, well why should they, they they not you know have thirty round mags and stuff like that? Because it's gonna teach them to make those shots count, and that is <clears throat> crucial. There is that philosophy with some um, <clears throat> law enforcement gunfighter types, you know. Uh, <clears throat> if you think you're you've got a an undepletable supply of ammunition, you you just want right. to try to shoot until it quits. And it's, it's just extremely inaccurate. <clears throat> now, am I saying that there is not a place within our military for machine guns? Absolutely not. There are tons of of super valid applications. Crew well, served. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stuff like that. And I'm not saying that the AR doesn't belong in our military. It does. But as far as what the majority of our soldiers should have, it's not the AR. Uh, it is, it, and it, I won't even say this is my opinion, because I, I know I'm right about this. I really do. It is a bolt-action rifle that they can quickly run the bolt on, and it is super precise. It is stuff they can get headshots with consistently. It's something that they would be able to to know their rifle, and and be able to to just be precise with it. it, it I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, I mean, the the PRS discipline is is something worth watching, though. Exactly, because, you know, you mentioned that. I mean, if you watch a good PRS shooter and you think, okay, let's just see if this guy here is on the battlefield and he's able to, to field this weapon half as effective as what he's doing right now. And, and what you'd be looking at is instead of, you know, I looked at the stats one time. It was an absurdly low number. It was something like only... It's less than one percent of rounds fired by our military actually connect with the target. Right. I, I mean, it, that number would go up to like twenty-five or thirty or even forty percent. 
and that's what we need not this bull crap of just just hosing hosing down an area with bullets and and hoping something connects i mean that's not really the most effective thing well the truth right now about you know the western militaries ours canada's all these guys are being used in globalist ways toward globalist ends um this ukraine war it's a globalist thing and they they want to get <clears throat> the one world government and this has been being warned about for a long time and people say oh tenfold half but it's really becoming more and more evident <clears throat> so i just want to see the citizen patriots equipped well and and whether that's america canada australia i want to see them equipped as well as they can be now, if, you're you, if you are equipped to a certain level and trouble comes, your objective needs to be dispatching and disarming those who came to get you. Yes. And it might be from behind. You know, they <clears throat> let them pass you and, you know, be a, be a poor sportsman. Shoot them in the back. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people, and I don't, you know, if, if you're ever in a, in a battle... And, and you found yourself without an unfair advantage, you've planned poorly. Yeah, you need to at least get this unfair advantage. But, <clears throat> you know, uh, people are going, oh, it's going to be up drones, Terry. They're going to be able to put drones all over you. Well, they only have so <laughs> exactly. many drones. I, what, you, what you see on, on you know, uh, all these videos of what they do in the Middle East and stuff like that, this is something they cannot do everywhere. The reason there's videos of it, and I was like, "Oh wow!" It's an all events, you know. Exactly, it, it's a, every now and then. right. You know, they can't they can't just field that stuff against the American citizenry. They wouldn't be able to. They it's just too limited. You know, against high <clears throat> high value targets, they can do that. But I mean, they they would not be able to effectively do that here. So that's that's an unfounded fear. Yeah. So you know, I we've been over the. Frederick Douglass quote of ballot box, jury box, cartridge box. Yes. <clears throat> and um, what we're seeing in Arizona was blatant cheating. And these, the, we're going to talk about Twitter here a little bit. We've touched on them last week and possibly before then. We're going to talk a little bit more. <clears throat> but stuff's being uncovered uh, to the degree to which the people were manipulated, their, their, their media sources and their voices were being squelched, and the cheating was just rampant. Yeah, it was... They, they don't want to give up these governor seats. Governors are very, very powerful. Governors are the new presidents. I think so, because <clears throat> we're starting to see that with folks like DeSantis and Abbott, and, um, you know, I don't know if the cabal is going to relent and... And let Carrie Lake take her seat in Arizona, which she rightly earned. They, they're probably not going to do that, <clears throat> but yeah. um, without a battle. And when does it start? You know, it's got to start somewhere. But well, if if you look, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I'm good. I was just going to say, if you look at the founding of our nation, you know, people people think, well, why can't we just be so hardcore like our 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 founders and just you know go ahead and sling some lead and get this over with? Well. It took them decades. It took them a while. It, it literally took them 20 <laughs> years of what we're going through There's right now. There's evidence of Ben Franklin going back and forth. Yes. And back. 
Because look at the daunting task. Yeah. I, I, the I most mean, powerful military on the planet. The only difference now between what they went through and what we are going through is we're much, much better equipped than, uh, than what they were against what they were fighting. You know, people say, oh, well, they've got nukes and they've got this and they've got that. Yes, of course that's true, but we've got numbers, and we didn't have that in the Revolutionary War. I, I mean, we, we did win, and there was more casualties on the British side than there was on the American, uh, which is another thing that surprises a lot of people. But, uh, you know, we are far better off than they were at the time. I think so. But, you know, the precision, and, and you know, I, I put a link to the, to the uh, article where the Army a handful of years ago did a study, the competition shooters were three times more accurate than their own trained snipers just at shooting the guns. This isn't at field crafts and hiding and doing all this, but it, it wouldn't unfold like that. When you think about how the British Army came in and they had a certain way of doing things and they said, well, you know, if you do it any way other than how we're doing it, then you're not being a gentleman and you're 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 a rogue, you're a savage. Yeah. You know, but that's how you win, as we proved, and they do it our way now too, when they go to fight. You you don't <clears throat> get some out line up in rows on a battlefield. I mean how red coats who on thought of that. I mean, how dumb is that now now here's the thing. I mean, in their defense they were the most effective at fighting in that way. And that's why they were slaughtering us until we decided, you know what, mm, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I think I'm going to wait for you to like be on the way to the battle, and I'm going to be like with a group of buddies here hiding behind some trees, and then we're just going to like pop out of nowhere and blast you. You, yeah, you know, that's when we started winning. That began to work, and um, you know, so let's move forward to today's time period. Um, the trained militaries. We learned this in Vietnam, for goodness sake. The trained military, you got these certain battle plans and these battle tactics. I'm going to do this, going to do that, going to hell. What's that, punchy pit? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like they got they got out thought in many ways because... It's you, not funny. I'm, I, I'm not laughing because our guys had to face punchy pits. I, I was, no, I was we had some very close oh, Vietnam yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't want, mean any disrespect or anything like that there, but I... I also intend to employ punji pits in my, uh, <laughs> I mean, the good day. And if you don't know what that is, they would take over there bamboo stalks, real thin ones, and sharpen the end of them. They would dig a hole first that was <coughs> nor then, normally two or three feet deep and about three or four feet in, um, you know, circumference. And it, uh, they would put a false, you know, ground over top of it so it looked like you could step right on it, but it would just fall right through. The bottom of the pit, they would have all these spikes that stick out. But were they sterile? <laughs> no, they were not. Unfortunately, they weren't sterile. You talk about, yeah, getting infected with all this dung and everything they put on them sticks. And it's yeah. pushed into your body. And uh, But, you know, I was just using that as an example that you have to decide... You have to define the battle. You don't let your enemy, no matter how big and overwhelming and no matter what their technology level is, you have to work around it. <clears throat> and right now our enemy is foreign and domestic, but mostly now domestic. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they're being, we have domestic uh, politicians, figureheads, who are being handled and manipulated by China and maybe by a few other places that do not want to see America stand. They don't want to see Canada stand either. Right. 
you know, uh, it might the day might come where patriots from this country and from Canada need to unite against yes. these uh, these miscreants that want to steal our. Food. The countries are very very different in in a lot of ways, and then they're very alike in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I've looked into it a little bit more just over the years. I mean, uh, obviously the culture is very different. Typically, and I'll just go ahead and say it: your average Joe in Canada is a better person than your average Joe in America. I mean, uh, it, I would agree. That's just the way it is. I got a buddy. I'm, I haven't met him in person. He's in Vancouver. He's not a shooter. He's an author. Mm-hmm. And um, his name's John Leister. He wouldn't mind me mentioning him. He writes uh, detective novels. <clears throat> L I E S T E R L E I S T E R John. But uh, you know he uh, his his um, I'll just say his disposition is, is kinder yeah than your typical American even when he's being you know uh, pushed back against or somebody's telling him you hate your book or whatever sure you know and you, you find that's pretty typical with most Canadians I mean they're just gonna they're on average they're better people than we are I mean I think it's probably just the culture I think of our client from Toronto that time who you know came down and went through a jump through a lot of hoops to come down and do a do a shooting class with us private class you know he got held up at customs and they wanted to see his emails to us you know to you know to assure that he was telling them the truth right he was coming to shooting class because he had his guns yeah they let him bring them all in <clears throat> but he had the distinction of spilling a soft drink in a theater in Toronto and it went down Getty Lee's back, the bassist for Rush. <laughs> I forgot said, about that. Yeah, he said he couldn't have been nicer. He said, I really wasn't sure who he was. You know, he was so kind and I was so apologetic and it went on and on and on. And he said, after the movie, people were saying, you know who you dumped that Coke on? <laughs> you know who that was? <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. Um, a lot of it's, you know, the cultural politeness, but that has limits. And, and we saw that with the Canadian trucker protest. Sure. <clears throat> it was disheartening to see, see the RCMP uh, disabling and really vandalizing that, that man's... Um, that was really horrible. ...dozers and excavators. They, they were afraid. The cabal was afraid that... that somebody might pull a Marvin Hemeyer. They were going to go Marvin Hemeyer and hijack that stuff and head on into the city, but... They, they destroyed that guy's stuff. He, they actually shot um, that great stuff, insulating foams. In into the, the hydraulic lines? Yeah, and into the fuel lines. Yeah. Just ruined that stuff. And, and that was RCMP did that. Wow. Rope and Native Mountain Police. <clears throat> so there's good cops and there's bad cops. And toward that end, let me mention a video. I shared it. If you see our Facebook page, Bang Steel, on Facebook, Bang Steel Long Range Shooting School. Um, the guy's name's uh, Dan Combs. He's bound to be passed away by now because he looked about 60-ish in the early 60s. Um, pretty celebrated Oklahoma State Trooper, Oklahoma Highway Patrol. <clears throat> you get to see an old school presentation of how they taught and handled guns back then. And, um, all right, past the bottom. Here we go. Um, that video is on there. Uh, part of it will make you cringe, but the dude is really good, or he was really, really good. But at the end of that video, you know, he says, you know, folks, are there bad cops out there? Yes, there are some bad cops, but not many. 
Not that many. Now, at that, at that day and age, he was 100% right. Today, I, I do know of people out Probably there. more than they used to be. Way more than there used to be. Now, are, are the good ones still outnumber the bad ones? I would say yes. Uh, but uh, we're approaching an age, unfortunately, very, very soon, where all of the good ones are going to... They're going to wash their hands of it. Yes. Because the courts are not supporting them, and they're putting their lives at risk every day. And, and not to mention, they're going to be forced to enforce unconstitutional, unconstitutional laws. Yeah. And, and many of them, the good ones... They don't want to do that. They're not willing. Right. And so they're, you know, we've heard from so many... I'm dropping the badge on the desk that day if, they, if I am ever ordered to do something like that. And that's a real hard thing to do because some of these guys are career, career. career law enforcement. <clears throat> they go into it for the right reasons. They go into it to serve, not to just earn a paycheck and, and, and uh, wield authority. Like, respect my authority. <laughs> you know, they don't go into it for that. Um, respect my authority. Yeah. Yeah, there's those out there that act that way, but fortunately... Most do not act that way or think those ways. I, um, but anyway, that uh, Oklahoma trooper in that video, Dan Combs, look him up. He, at the end, he said, "Where would we be without law enforcement?" The Wild West. Yeah, he said. Game of Thrones. I, I mean, this yeah. is where we would be. I mean. And he looked at the camera and he said, "You all need us, and we need all of you." Yeah. I loved that. He said, you all need us, and we need all of you. And that's what it takes. The citizens have to support good law enforcement. And, good. Call, and, and call the bad ones out when they're you know, enforcing crap. Right. And, and knowing the good ones, it'll help you. As we've said many times, it'll help you know, you know who you're dealing with. They'll, they'll tell you, this guy here's a bad apple. But uh, <clears throat> in any event... Yeah, look at that guy up, Dan Combs. Um, SIG, range finders. Yep. Okay, we went over this saga with SIG range finders. We had a Kilo 2000, <clears throat> it took a dump, and they literally... Well, well no, hang, hang on, let me, let me give some, some more background on this. Um, yes, mine, on day one of a, of a pretty important match took a dump. You couldn't see the display or anything. You went full carbon mode. Full carbon. And then day two, my buddy Sig Kilo 2400 also took a dump. And so we were like literally flying blind. I, I mean, we uh, didn't have a rangefinder and this is a blind stage match where you have to range your own target. So, I mean, we, we were literally at one point we just said, let's just guess. I mean, at least we'll get a couple shots off. And I think we got one or two impacts like that, but it was a joke. And, uh, but anywho, <clears throat> so I call, I, I, I emailed them, or actually I messaged them through their, their, uh, corporate website. And <clears throat> the guy calls me. And as I said, you know, a week or two back, uh, when we talked about this, he's like wanting to high pressure sell me another unit at a 40% discount, I believe it was. But if it's an $800 unit, you're, you know, what are you paying? Five, 500 bucks, probably something like that. So um, <clears throat> I wasn't interested in that. I had a unit that was supposed to have a five year warranty and we hadn't had it that long. We'd had it about three years. I'm pretty, I'm almost certain we didn't have it over five. 
I said... Well, I am certain we didn't have it over five. We, we didn't have it... We darn sure didn't have it over four, but I think it was about three and a half years. Well, he, you know, as I mentioned on the earlier podcast, he said uh, that warranty uh, begins on the date of manufacture. Oh, wow. And that just... Wow. That just torqued my arse. <laughs> it just did. I think, are you sitting there with a straight face telling me that? Unreal. Because these units, I mean, they made them for years. So, like, they they were being sold from at Cabela's, right. discounted, of course, but at Cabela's, they were being last sold. year. Yeah. So yeah. I guess a lot of those that got sold at Cabela's, literally their warranty was almost no warranty. out. Yeah. Oh, but we'll sell you this one for a discount. Yeah, that's that's no that way. was that was lame. That was gay. Yeah. That's the first one. <laughs> first time. <laughs> I forgot the counter. We're, gonna, we're trying to limit how many times they call something gay. <laughs> but uh, any anyway, <clears throat> I uh, I decided to park the old unit in the uh, in the pond out back. Well, uh, no, let me explain why. <laughs> and I kind of now I feel a little, little bit guilty about this. I don't. I don't know what guilty. that says about me, but I don't. They they said it's warranted for. I said I said what is this lifetime warranty? Well, that's for. Uh, Water damage. If it ever gets water damage, it's warranted for life. One of SIG's representatives told one of the guys that you were down yeah. there in Georgia with. <laughs> Who literally had the same problem. The display went out on the on the rangefinder. And the guy on the phone led him to, it's got water damage, doesn't it? Yes. That's what it had, right? Water? Water inside it? Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Work with me here. Work with me here. And he got it replaced. Yeah. Well, so did we. And I thought they'd send us a little, you know, something that was on par. With yeah. It. To their credit, they sent us a SIG 5K, which is a, a very, very capable rangefinder. Just. You know, we, 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 we thought that, you know, they... Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> So, so they did. And they did. So they've redeemed themselves and we're not going to besmirch the name of SIG anymore on the podcast or anywhere well, else. Well, we'll see how long this one lasts. Speaking of laser rangefinders, that Halo 3000... Seems to be kicking butt. For $149.95. I mean, just to have as a spare. I mean, I'm not saying make that your primary unit. I wouldn't, actually. I, you know, I wouldn't trust it just to be going around click, 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 click. You know, but... Just right now, you know, the one we saw that uh, our client from Carolina had uh, was working great. So we Ours is working great, yeah. At this point, it is. And I don't know if Midway has any more, but for $149.95 and two box tops from Fruit Loops, you can get, uh, get that right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to have as a spare, I mean, maybe that could be the prep of the week. Just have a spare rangefinder. Um, you know, in your bag. Don't just be relying on one unit because all rangefinders, and when I say all rangefinders, I literally mean all. Even the Vectronic stuff, I've seen them fail. I've seen them foul up. You know, you need... That one real expensive one, it was just awful lot. Well, and that's a foul up in my opinion because it, it was and literally... That guy was so... How much was that stupid thing? $14,000? At the time, I can't remember how and, much it was. But he's like, uh, your mile target's uh, it's only uh, 1,710 yards. It was a 50-yard error at, at, at that all. distance. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, we've checked it with several rangefinders, and 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 um, he said, uh, this right here, he's pointing, he's all beaming. He said, this is... Uh, Vectronics. Some kind of Vectronics binocular 
with a super supposedly accurate range of, and he may have had things set wrong. I don't know. But. No, he, no, he had it set right. I know who it was. I'm not going to name him, but I mean, it was it was a problem with the rangefinder because he did have to send it back. So uh, he said, "This is going to be right." And I said, "Well, when we set that target, the landowner's son is a surveyor, and we used a surveyor's transit and prism. I think our numbers are correct." <laughs> <laughs> so he's like. Well, you know, whatever. And he did take it back because it was missing everything we had. It was off. Yeah. You know, stuff breaks. My buddy, uh, Parker, got a Rolex, paid way up there, several thousand, like $8,000 for a Submariner. It lasted about a month or six weeks, and then it just went full-blown carpet, like, damn, <laughs> and quit working. Wow. But, but yeah, what we're saying as far as the range finders goes, it doesn't matter if you've, you know, invested in a super high-end unit. For only 150 bucks, get you just this little spare. If they still have them on Midway, I don't know if they do, but I mean, if they well, have, even it, if they don't have that one, get you a, something. A two thousand yard one, right? I mean, just get you something that's a spare rangefinder that you can. Um, you yeah, can, don't pop your rangefinder off all the time playing with it. Right. Those uh, those lasers, those LED those laser lights have a certain life. They do, and I think we, I think we got to it on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, think of your rangefinder as having a barrel life, you know, just like your, your barrel does. You know, every time you click that laser, you know, and, and typically the more powerful the laser, just like with the more powerful the cartridge, the shorter the life is going to be. So, I, I mean, if you've got a super nice rangefinder, don't just, just click it all the time. I mean... Use it when you need it. Check it a time or two here and there. Now, the truth is, you know, if, if you've got the money and you can you can afford to to buy a super nice rangefinder, go ahead and do it. When I say the the laser isn't going to last, I'm not saying that it will totally stop working, but your they get weaker. They get weaker. That's the thing. Like with our Sig 5K, which I've not actually fully stretched its legs yet. I, I mean, I the furthest thing I could see at the time when we opened the box was like a mile away and just immediately picked it up. But uh, I know it'll go a lot further. But let's just say it does go 5,000 yards. Well, if you just keep you know within the first 200 clicks it's probably going to be limited to more like 4,000 yards. And then another 100 clicks, maybe 3,000 yards. And, the, and it, what That's we've, what we've seen over and right. over again. And now with our Leica units, what we've seen with them, because we've used those extensively, while they did do better at first and then they kind of tapered off, they, they kind of got to a point where they were settled in and they didn't get any worse. Like they that, did, What have I got, a 1,600? Yeah, and it, it, it will do a mile. It'll yeah, still do a it's mile. It's still doing more than it said it would. Yeah, right, so I mean, that, that's a good unit. Leica is a little more expensive, but they're pretty key. They're good. Very good units. All right. Uh, Twitter. We're still following. I'll tell you what. If some of you had done Twitter in times past and um, you um, got off of there because it became quite evident that they were shadow banning you, I had almost 1,500 followers. That's nothing, but that's what I had. And I kept watching the day, every day some tackle box faced moron moron with purple hair would take away my followers. You know, this he's been flagged as a conservative Terry. <laughs> Look at this Trump stuff he's putting. Shadow ban. He pierced my toes, Terry. I mean, these people have been fired. Yeah, and they have been sent packing. By the way. I, I linked that Babylon B uh, t- thing. The Babylon B is a riot. If you don't if you don't follow them on your social media, 
you should. They're a Christian satire uh, page, and it is hilarious. They've got this new one about the liberals and the, the blue check marks. Did you see this yet? Mm-hmm. And it's like adopt a lib. They can't. They can't afford their their, their eight dollar a month blue check for only eight dollars a month. For only eight dollars a month, you can adopt any of these libs, and it runs a whole pay, page of faces up. You know, all these liberals and Whoopi Goldbergs. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can make their life it's more too, worth living. Too bad they can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's really worth looking at, Babylon B. But um. Right now, I don't know what will happen to Twitter. It looks good now, but we have we have a very capable enemy who is roaming around seeking who he can destroy. And you can read about him in the Word of God. And he is controlling these people. And he doesn't like the truth to come out. And so I, I saw that that little trollop that they trot out up there uh, at the White House, uh, you know, she's, she looks like she's taking a, 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 a dead brown poodle <laughs> and just laid it on top of an otherwise bald head and goes out there and sees how many stupid things she can say to defend the Chairman Biden administration. And one of the hand-wringing liberal reporters out there, uh, one of the at the so-called press conference, if you could call it that, um, said so she's like, uh, "Well, uh, we are continuing to watch Twitter, and and what Elon Musk has done there, it, it, it's very disturbing, it's very upsetting, and we wonder is the administration doing anything to see if there's anything to do to stop disinformation." Now that's when you know disinformation. If you when you hear a liberal utter that word disinformation, they're really talking about truth. See, truth to them is disinformation, and so the little trollop with the poodle on her head goes, um, "Oh yes, we are looking into that quite seriously. We're keeping an eye on it. We're going to see if there's anything we can do." So listen, folks. Does that not tell you what you need to know? Here is a spokesperson for supposedly the Joe Biden administration. It's not really a Joe Biden administration. It's a it's a globalist cabal um, tentacle. That's all it is. And they're saying we're going to see what we can do to stop disinformation at Twitter. What might they be able to do? Elon Musk came out in the last day or two and he said. If you see me do suicide, it's fake. Yeah. He said, and he's wise to do that because I'm not going to take my own life. If you see that, it's fake. Yeah. And he has mentioned a couple times, he said, I am probably one of the most targeted people on the planet for an assassination. Yeah. And he's not wrong. I mean, even just from, you know, non-political reasons or anything like that, just because of who he is and, and the businesses that he has, he, he's 100% right. I mean, he is a, a massive target. Well, if that happens, it's just going to take us up one level higher to finding these people and dealing with yes. them. Yes. Well, and that needs to happen. I mean, they've, they've gone unchecked and, you know, for so long. And the things they've done, the people they've killed, the, 
the whole nine yards. It's it's really really sad. It is, but in the meantime, Twitter has quite a different feel to it. I've really pushed the envelope there. I think I said that before, um, going on there and just threw up some posts and memes that I had made. Um, meme making can be fun for anyone. Yeah. Um, and just to see what would happen. Well, nothing's happening. You know, and that's great. People are seeing what I put up there because I get a few responses and, um, and, and I put them in threads like James Woods. Uh, he'll start a thread and he's got millions of followers. Um, and so I know it's getting noticed. And it's not, if, if, if some liberal's reporting it, there's no one to report it to. The other thing, folks, Twitter seems to be the geyser of truth <clears throat> about this COVID hoax. Yeah. You know, this whole COVID line of crap. You know, we had some clients um, that were booked, and I'm sure based on what I know about that mentality, well, we've all got COVID, Terry. We're not going to come down, and it's raining. Um, okay, that's fine. It's raining. That's what bothers you. Now you've got COVID. I hear you. Um, and that happens. But uh, I don't think they'll rebook. I really don't. If, if I hope they do prove me wrong and I'll, I'll eat my words, but there's just a lot of, I mean, we do end up trying, well, we can call it training them, but they don't take, they don't really take it too well, but we can take their money just the same. <laughs> so we do. Yep. But, uh, you know, and they go and have fun. And, and, and I, I was talking, I was teasing on the bench rest shooters and, and F-class shooters saying they're looking at riflery like golf. It's just a hobby. And bullets become golf balls, and rifles become golf clubs, and they're probably out there in their little knickers with their gone argyle socks and little pom pom <laughs> hat. Falling down. Yeah, I mean, crap. I, I have that somewhere. A little pom pom hat. If you ain't seen falling down, oh, man, I haven't used you that need in so to long. Fix that mess. Falling down, Michael Douglas. Yeah. And now you're gonna die wearing that stupid little hat. How does it feel? <laughs> You're gonna die. Hey, we got a war going on here, and here you show up with your bad action uh, rifle with a bad hot, actions are actually pretty cool. All right, with a hot pink stock. Yeah. That's about eight inches wide under the forearm. Yeah. And weighs forty pounds. <laughs> and um, you're gonna die with that stupid little hat on. Yeah, pretty. They're much. looking at it like golf, and and that again, that's my gripe against those disciplines. Is they're wasting the materials that we could be using. They are consuming our consumables. <laughs> Where's my H4350? Where's my Bargat? Where's my, you know, 6 yeah. millimeter burger bullets? You know, where are they? Of course, now, I've switched to the DTACs, and the DTACs are far superior to the, any of the burger stuff. I'm just saying, in general, most people that are in the PRS and stuff, they like the burger bullets, and they can't get them anymore because they, you know. Well, they, the advertising works. Why do you think... 99% of the global population drinks either Coke or Pepsi. Not because those are the two best colas on the market, that's because the advertising works. RC Cola tastes as good or better. And there's probably some other good ones out there too. But uh, Burger has pushed their way into this realm of shooters and uh, advertising works. Why do you think Starbucks can get eight bucks a cup for this fruit, garbage? Fruit, fruit, fruit coffee. 
You know, so it's just gay. That's yeah, two, two, two times. Two, two gays. I'm trying to back off on calling stuff gay. But it might not work. It might not. I don't know. Especially yeah. when Pride Month rolls around again. I mean, probably, oh, yeah. we'll probably, you know, just slip keep, up a little bit more. when. Probably just keep her guns. Yeah. I think I'll probably just keep my guns. Thanks. <clears throat> but go to Twitter, set you up an account, follow some you know, conservatives. And, and, and here's the thing that really showed me that Twitter, at least for the time being, has changed. And they're getting millions and millions of uh, new accounts every day. That's what that reporter, uh, talking to the, to the chick with the dead poodle on her head, uh, at the White House press conference, uh, she said, they're getting millions of new accounts every day. What are we going to do? Dang. You know, it's like, well, a lot of people would like to find out what's going on in the world right. without without it being filtered through the cabals of news agencies. Right. And Elon has said this much. Now, some people are out there saying, oh, Elon's just another deep state thug. I don't think he is because the deep state, the real deep staters hate him. So it, it appears so. It, it's hard to, for me to believe that he's a deep stater when the real deep staters that I know are deep staters hate him. You know, I'm not saying he's a good man. I'm not saying anything like that. I mean, I don't know him. I mean, I would have to, to sit down with him and talk with him and figure out where he's at. I don't know. But from his actions, from what he's accomplishing here, he seems to be that. Well, I mean, time will tell. But the feel on Twitter is quite different now. And uh, <clears throat> I, um, uh, I've made some contacts with even some of our podcast listeners, particularly two of them, Canadian listeners. And um, they'll help you know a little bit about what's going on on their front, and we'll share our information down here. But um, Twitter has this <clears throat> margin that says trending. And it used to always be trending. Greta Thunberg. Or trending. What else is trending? Climate change. Yeah, of course. You know, what else is trending? A woman's right to choose. Um, stuff like that. Very, very liberal agendas. Now, today... Well, a couple of days ago, what was trending? Romans chapter 1. Wow. Not kidding. Romans chapter 1. Today, Son of God was trending. Wow. And other very conservative, like um, Twittergate. Well, Musk is releasing all... He has this stuff. They're releasing all of the collusion and all of the interactions between government agencies telling Twitter, you do this, Twitter, you do that. The one of them said today, at this point, it is blatantly obvious that the State Department and the FBI, Department of Justice, DOJ, are enemies of the people. Yeah, that's that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. We're there. We're there. We're there. We're there. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Now what do we do? Lordy, what do we do now? Oh, somebody done shot our children. Load what we do now. now. We still got that one. Uh, oh, somebody shot our children. Load what we do now. <laughs> Thought I had it somewhere. Boy, this soundboard's gotten so big, it's hard to navigate. No, you might throw some stuff off. Yeah, probably could. I don't subscribe from Guns and Gadgets. Yeah, that dude's an idiot. Nah, he's, he's not. He knows how to, to get, you know, people to click on his videos. But fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I clicked on one that said, uh, I may have mentioned this last week, but he did it again recently, but the one that really stuck in my craw was, 
this assault weapons ban has the votes to pass. Uh-oh, what in the heck? Better click here and watch, and you find out a few minutes into the video, it's an Illinois ban. Wow. You know, I think I said that last week, but I'm bringing it up again because he did something else that was essentially that. There's the fact of the matter is, well, you guys are just kind of douchebags. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't treat your subscribers like that. No. Don't treat them like they have no sense. And they, they, uh, there's one guy, he's not as bad as Guns and Gadgets, but he did it too. His name is Armed Scholar. Uh, he's an attorney in California, and he threw something up there today. Um, I don't even, I, I'm sorry, I should have made a note, I don't remember what it was, but I looked at it and I thought, wow, what is it, something? No, it was a nothing. It wasn't anything. It had nothing to do with, you know, anyone other than in a little given area which may have actually been in california so watch out for those guys i mean uh, don't don't follow along if they show a willingness to deceive you just to get you to click and watch their videos um i would just unsubscribe yeah one guy he's got some decent stuff washington gun law youtube channel look up washington gun law he is an attorney and he does have some decent information about you know uh, the pistol brace rule you know today he was talking about well if you can put a suppressor and permanently attach a suppressor to your uh, short barrel pistol see they measure from the bolt face all the way to the end of the suppressor yeah and and there you're home free but uh <coughs> if you want a pistol you want a pistol you know, you don't want something that long, but he's saying that's an option. He gave a couple of other options. He has advised people do not take this so-called uh, amnesty and, and, and fill out this form, um, you know, because that gives them a, another, a record. And not only that, it gives them, gives them the uh, authority. You're granting them authority to come to your home and check on that piece. Wow. Yeah, so, and that's really, I mean, and we've got that rifle you want in that match, the suppressed weapon system. Sweet, 455, CC 455. Um, so, yeah, they can knock on their door and say, we want to see this gun. Okay, we see paperwork. We got it. Um, that gun never really leaves this house. But, um, you know, I don't like them having that, that little wedge that they can just come and do it, but you, you grant them that. Um, it's possible that that NFA, National Farms Act 1935, could get overturned, but I doubt they'll do it because, you know, the Supreme Court would feel like they're being too revolutionary, maybe. Who knows? But as we, we touched on this earlier, and we said that we're there, you know, we're, we're there, we're at the cartridge box. We're there. We have voted. And we've had our votes stolen. We have taken the cases to the courts, to the jury, and had them, you know, unsupported. We're at the cartridge box. And, you know, I say this to our listeners in this country, and to our Canadian listeners, and to our Australian listeners. We don't have any choice, folks, other than to be, first of all, willing to die. And I've been told by some of these folks that you know listen to our show and, and follow other programs and stuff, they're willing to die. 
as Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. You don't have to be American to feel that way. Um, you have to engage them at the enforcement level. Yeah, that's through and, history that's been proven yeah, what you have to do. You know, when you, you don't, and you can't go to their ivory towers. You don't even know where to find them. What you have to do is make it quickly evident to anyone who would take up their fight at their behest, anyone who would be a minion of a totalitarian regime. You know, how'd, how'd work go today, huh? Well, not so good, babe. Uh, they got six of it. What? Yeah, we, we, you know, they got six of us and you know, nine of us were, were able to, to retreat and escape. Well, you don't go back out there. You've got children back here. You've got your responsibility right. to your family. You don't go back out there. Yeah. Seriously, it's my job. Your job is to take care of your family. Your job is to be there for your wife, for your children. It's still disturbing that those people will get to, you know, a pass there on that because if they went out there in the first place, I mean, they're not Americans. Well, I agree, but when when you make it evident to them that you're not going to roll over, you're not going to go down without a fight, and they start seeing people in their own ranks. And you know what I'd be playing? What's that? Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Why not? <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. But uh, that's where it would have to be, folks. Engage at enforcement level. We have no other options, and it's it's a sad option because you know it, it, unless God prevents it and you die at their hands, which yeah. could happen, and you have to be willing to let that sure. happen. But they could die at your hands, one or two of them, when they come to say, "Just following orders, sir. Just following orders. Any any semi-automatic rifle of any kind. I don't care what it is. You have to is turn it, that in." Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, "You know, how would things have been different if these people who went out each night to grab us up and carry us off to the gulags? How would it have been different if we?" Perhaps this is in the, the Gulag Archipelago. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, you know, and this was a Stalin's Russia, and he was writing about it. Why did we fight back? You know, maybe we didn't have guns. We maybe got, we had an axe. Maybe we had something. Ice pick, pistol. Something. I, something. I mean, fight. I, I mean, yeah. Are you gonna maybe get killed? Probably. But is that yeah. better than what you're gonna get subjected Absolutely. to and killed anyway? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so at least one way you have a chance of preserving In this your day and age, in civilized societies, and again, I, I'm focusing largely on Canada, the U.S., and Australia. These, yep. are, these are the three English-speaking nations that the cabal wants to conquer. Yeah. There and, are no other nations, as far as I'm aware, English-speaking or not, that, uh, that would have the capacity to potentially stand against, stand against it. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, in these civilized nations, you know, Canada, U.S., Australia. There are other civilized nations, by the way. We're not there, like... There's a handful. There's a handful. One or two. One or two. Three or four. Yeah. Um, one of the most formidable weapons, and let me tell you this. I mentioned earlier that uh, 
Oklahoma Highway Patrol Captain Vehicles. Dan Combs. Vehicles. And this has been used by terrorists. And, and that's one of the things that the cabal was sick to the point of turning ghost white when that trucker protest was heading toward, of course, Ottawa and Canada, yeah. Toronto. Right. You know, what if they don't stop? What if they run us over with these machines? Then what do we do? Um, use what you have. You know, um, develop tactics to bring what you have to a level that it's more than effective. And, you know, coordinate, communicate. I'm a big advocate for CB radios. We've mentioned that a lot in our past podcasts. Um, we know that they can shut your phones down and they can monitor your phones now that of course they can hear your cb radios but not for not unless they're in proximity they're not going to pick it up and even then they may not know who's talking yeah that's not a problem so um uh, i would uh, get a good solid cb radio um, one of the lower cost models a uniden 510 xl it's a very durable little unit it'll work for you good k40 antenna wilson antenna the more you spend on the antenna the better you're going to talk and receive but you need to communicate and use what you have and make it not worth their trouble yes if that bunch of u.n thugs that they flew into toronto up there when the toronto police were walking off the job because they were not going to go against their own people they fly those UN thugs in. Well, at the end of the day, after they spent, well, I don't know, maybe two or three days impersonating Toronto cops. That's yep. what they were doing. Yep. They wouldn't talk. They had black shields over their faces. They wouldn't talk to the people. The people were trying to reason with them, talk to them. They wouldn't say a word. Probably most of them didn't even speak daggone English. Or if they did, it would be patently obvious that they... That they were uh, not from around here. What's all this then? What's all this then? Could have done without that. <laughs> what if they had uh, lined up to get back on those planes and they just saw a W900 Kenworth and a 379 <laughs> Peterbilt hitting the top side of the transmission heading their way yeah. <laughs> run them pieces of garbage over run them down yeah. like the roadkill that they should be yeah. I'm not going to sign up for another mission did you hear what happened to our last group of miscreants that went over there You've got to make it not worth their while. <laughs> Agreed. How far are we in? We're far enough. We're just a couple minutes shy of an hour. Wait. Okay. But, uh, sure. Another one pour. Another pour. Good old Jim Beam. You know, people like to throw off on Jim Beam. That's, that's good. Ain't nothing wrong with Jim Beam. It's all right. I think there are cheaper options out there that are just as good or better. But, it's, uh, not that it's not expensive. No, it's it's fairly cheap. But I mean, to be honest, I, I promise you, I don't care who you are. If you can look me in the eye and tell me that out of a lineup, you could pick out which one was Evan Williams, which one was Ezra Brooks, and which one was Jim Beam, I will call you a liar, yeah, and I will welcomely, similar. you know, welcomingly have you come to my house and and try that because I don't think you can do it. It, it just you're not going to tell the difference between those three. You can't. All right, so. As we went through the garage abyss. Oh, man, the horde. He, I'm referring to well, that as the horde. Yeah, well, it's looking good now. It's looking good, yeah. 
our, our garage floor, the way our house sits, um, the water, when it rains hard, comes off the roof into these two muddy ruts that our 1990 F-250 makes when it parks in the front yard. <laughs> and you think we're joking, but we're not. <laughs> and I goes, know all about wet trash, because I are one. Hey, well, you don't, you're not usually the first house targeted on the street. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Um, it goes down the ruts and into the driveway and down to the garage door. And if it's raining hard enough, it gets under the garage door and then these pliers and they're decent uh, they're the lowe's brand cobalt those cobalt tools are pretty good yeah pretty decent. not only are they good but they you know if you break something you just take it back to them yeah and they switch it out and by the way lowe's has craftsmen now so you have old craftsman stuff that breaks even it's the old sear stuff they'll replace it with something made in china that works right and, and i mean <laughs> it's not the best but i mean it was cheap so we buy it. They were cheap, surely see. These pliers were more like a relic. They were just covered in rust. I don't I mean they just got kicked to the side and they messed down there and nobody noticed and okay. I saw this thing. You put it in a tub and you soak it in white vinegar. And I mean the the rust was scaling on these. Uh, they're big old channel lock type slip joint pliers uh, most people call them channel locks because I guess that was the first company to come up with that and um, kind of like when people say crescent wrench yeah crescent wrench allen wrench yeah right um, anyway about a 24-48 hour soak no it was longer than that we soaked it for five days but I think it was probably good to go before then but in, anyway when we pulled it out it uh you literally just take a piece of steel wool and gently wipe it and you see like almost new metal on it. I mean, it, it's yeah, still pitted a little bit, like very little, not bad. Yeah. And it's discolored where the rust was, but as far as making the tool functional again, it was, it was almost uh, just as good as new. They saw, they're salvaged. So, you know, that's your, uh, I don't know, prep of the week is tip of the week. That's what we'll call it. Uh, so, um, we hope you guys will, uh, give us a little feedback on how we did tonight. Uh, Obviously it was a little bit more, Cereal, you know. What kind of cereal? Too? <laughs> I can make some fruity pebbles. Yeah. Well, we tried to keep it a little bit more, I don't know, on the rails. So some yeah. people like that and some people don't. See, we're trying to do at least a balance of both because we get a lot of reviews saying, no, keep on getting it. So and, tune in next week for Off the Rails. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, um, we, we, we really are Christians. We're not like these... Uh, you know, um... Well, we're not really Christian. We're just pretending we are. <laughs> I love that clip. Is that Butters from yeah, South Park? Butters. That's when Cartman had him a ministry going there, and he was bilking the congregation. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, we do believe in the Bible, but we respect other people's views. We don't force ourselves on anybody. I do not proselytize. But we do have some standards we're supposed to adhere to. And there have been times that we have no, we uh, failed to do that. But uh, a while. You know, yeah, not too every often. Now, every podcast, every five minutes, yeah. But you know what? I'll I tell you what. The, the disciples, you know, in the early days. Peter was a rough and tumble guy. Yeah, he was. You know, it, it's hard to tell all the stuff. These, I mean, if you could have been a fly on the wall... And you spoke that language. Some of the stuff these guys would say and do. Yeah. I mean, they're just guys. They're, most of them are fishermen. 
And uh, closest thing we have to that today is sailors. And, and you know what they do and yeah. how they talk. So, no, we're not excusing a bad behavior. No, of course not. And we're not accusing, you know, any of our, our New Testament saints of, uh, of being like this. But, I mean, most likely, especially before they were walking with Christ, they, you know. So, yeah, I guess I the say, difference here is, is we are walking with Christ. So, we have we to have, be, we you try. Know, we try. We want to. But if, you know, you have other, other uh, worldviews. You know, we will not hold that against you. Of course not. I, no. was a, I was an atheist until I was past 40 years old. So, you know, I definitely know how that, that thought process works, and I lived there. Um, I'm going to um, ask you if you have any closing comments. I got some closing comments. Every gun law is an infringement of the Second Amendment. And the fact that I can't go on Amazon and buy an MG42 with, like, 100 feet of belt to go with it, you know, and just like load that radio flyer up that I'm pulling into Walmart behind me while I'm going into shop. The fact that I can't do that is all the evidence that I need that the Second Amendment has been trampled in the dirt and it means nothing anymore. That's it. We've been infringed upon. We've been. All taxation is theft, by the way. I just thought I'd throw that in there as a little bonus closing comment. Well, yeah. Go ahead and ask me who would pay for the roads. I wanted you to ask me that. How would you pay for the highways? I don't need roads. I can levitate on pure hatred for government. I like that. Absolutely. All right. Um, get in touch with us. Forest Newberry, 1R in Forest, 2Rs in Newberry, 243 at iCloud.com, at fastmail.com, or the wild card line bang steel at gmail.com these guys are called the vines they're pretty good it's a good album that this song comes off of it's called get free